Club podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Campbell. I feel like I need to do like a little bit more introduction than normal because we have been having some newer listeners, you guys, and I'm so happy. If this is your first time listening, I'm so happy for you to be a part of the family. I really see what I do here as cultivating and creating a little family, like a little, a little, like club of individuals who are just so focused and intent on wanting to be themselves even though they're in a world full of people who may not fully accept them who may not fully understand them and just genuinely trying to be the best that we can be um so anyway without further ado my name is claudia campbell i am currently a lover of jesus and i i've done this podcast now for since april march or april so we're coming up on several months, actually, that's, which is really, really exciting. I think nine months soon. And that, y'all, that is so exciting. Um, I've been doing this podcast. I kind of got my start on social media after I tried to do a lot of business opportunities that just did not work out. Like in middle school, early high school, your girl was grinding. She was trying to make a name for herself and genuinely just trying to do all the hobbies that she loved and then they would kind of like fall flat on her face but anyway because of that God kind of led me into the social media field and I have been influencing on there for a few years now absolutely love it um just had talked about Jesus and it was one of those things where God just kind of blew up my hobby and now I'm here talking about Jesus on a podcast so I am thrilled to have you join us um if you guys don't know then I like to do every other week a solo episode and a guest episode I have not always done that especially the first few months of the podcast um but now I've kind of shifted more towards every other week solo podcast guest podcast and y'all oh my word y'all are not ready for the lineup of guests I have I am so excited for some of these conversations like genuinely whenever I started this con this this podcast in like March I think it was in March I would have never guessed that I would be able to sit down and have some conversations with some of the people that I've had conversations with, and I learned so much from them. I just find it so fun to, like, get to know their story, get to know, and it's crazy, too, because, like, before I started this podcast, just the fact of me seeing these people in the spotlight and just thinking that they were so stable and they just, like, maybe there was nobody who really hated on them. Like, I knew that there were haters, but in my mind, like, they were so original so themselves that like the fact of anybody like not liking them was just crazy to me and so it's been really cool and honestly comforting to see some of these people who I've looked up with for so long um just kind of share their journey share their story how they were the awkward middle school kid or the really awkward high school kid and God is using them and and it's just it's so cool um but anyway without further ado yes Today, we, if you haven't seen by the title already, we are going to be talking about idols. I'm really excited for that, but before we dive into this subject, I have a few announcements. First of all, like I said, we have some really exciting guests coming on um, that I just cannot wait, but I also just wanted to remind you guys, do follow us on social media, No Haters Club Podcast on Instagram on TikTok because especially like on Instagram that's where you guys get to have a voice where you guys get to tell me what guests you want to see all of that jazz all of the announcements for the podcast come out so follow us on there as well as the No Hitters Club podcast now has a Patreon so if you are interested in supporting 
us monthly that would help so much um this podcast really keeps going from donations like that so i made the patreon monthly subscription the same price as a coffee just because i know i would pay that for a coffee and so one one little seven dollar thing a month um i felt like was a pretty reasonable price but if you guys can't i totally understand and literally just listening rating helps this podcast in so many ways i'm so thankful for all of you guys but i am happy that that is up um different announcements and stuff will go on there for subscriptions um and then finally I want to start, like, a new segment at the beginning of my solo episode podcast of just, like, me telling you guys about my current obsessions. So, this is, like, the segment of the podcast where I just, like, rant for a solid, like, one or two minutes about the random rabbit trail I went on, like, whether it was on, like, TikTok or whether it's just, like, something that I'm, like, currently obsessed with and tell you guys about it. So today, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but like this weekend, yesterday, to be fair, I got on the craziest rabbit trail, as ones do on TikTok, into sorority and fraternities, hazing, all of that just Like I literally, none of my parents were in sororities or fraternities, so I knew nothing about it. And I did all of this research. I feel like now I know everything about sororities and fraternities, about uh pnms i think potential new members and i watched the documentary um bama rush and y'all i'm like this is crazy like alabama sororities are insane like about this like there's a secret society apparently called the machine and they like do all of these organizations maybe you're into this way more than me and you're like i know exactly what she's talking about or maybe you're like me and you're about to have like a 30 minute deep dive into all things sororities but like the hazing y'all the hazing is so stinking bad like I researched some of the worst hazings possible and like for some of the sororities I know not all of them but some of the worst sororities or fraternities people like went brain dead because they were force fed like so much alcohol and it was just awful like this one they literally took this dude in the basement And they made him, like, they had a tube. They force-fed him, like, beer and then was like, okay, now you have to drink this liter of vodka. So he was trying to get it over with. And then something happened. He, like, passed out on a couch. And then he was, like, turning blue. His lips were blue. And you guys, they did not take him, like, they did not call an ambulance. They just were like, okay, well, we'll take him to the the hospital because I guess they didn't want their frat house to be found out about. I don't know. He is brain dead right now. I... I'm beside myself. I'm just like, oh my word. Like, that's literally, I don't know. Anyway, so that was a little obsession of the weekend that I had was just like going in and learning all about these frat and sororities, like hazing. I know not all of them are that bad, but it's just crazy. It's almost like this secret society thing that's just wild to me, but I guess it was kind of interesting too. Also, as you probably already know, this is just an audio episode today. And that is because y'all will never guess the weekend I had. I promise we're going to get into talking about this. But literally, I don't know what it is, but it's like the two places I've lived recently. I think I just like bring a bad mojo with me. I don't know. Tornadoes come wherever I come. But the town in Tennessee I lived in before where I live now, they had a tornado in 2020 that like wiped out half the town. This weekend, I'm casually in Nashville, and, like, out of nowhere, y'all probably saw, some of you guys might have seen on the news near Nashville, so many tornadoes, like, just broke out, and I was literally on my way home from the mall, 
and I was like, oh no, I was like a 30 minute drive from home, and I'm on my way home from the mall, and I just see like the tornado brewing, and I was like, because I don't get storm anxiety, but I'm on the road, and I thought I could like miss it if I just kept going, and I'm standing, I started to get like scared, and I'm not one that gets scared in storms, but I was like, this is awful, like it looks like Hades itself, like it was so bad, and then thankfully all of my family was safe, my house was safe, um, but we did hear, we know some people who knew some who lost um, their lives or who lost their homes, and it was just really tragic, awful. I've just been praying for the cities that have been touched with tornadoes, but because of that, I was not able to get into the recording studio, and this is an audio episode only. Even still, I'm excited to be with you guys. I'm going to take a sip of my drink here. Mm. Perfect. Nothing like that post-school little drink you get to reward yourself, (laughs) or at least that I'm having today, because I'm on this podcast and I'm trying to, you know, make make my way through. So today, we are going to be talking about idols, and this subject I feel like God has really been wrecking me on. I really also want to make a separate podcast about over-spiritualization, um, but it's going to play a little bit of a role in this podcast, not a ton, and I know you're probably, like, alarms are going off over spiritualization, like, what in the world, but I'm going to explain it because it's probably not what you think I'm saying, um, but I feel like idols and over-spiritualization sometimes can play, can play into it, um, But this has been something that God's really been wrecking me with. I believe like all of our life, we're just going to continually have the struggle of having idols in our lives and trying to like take them down. I think that it's easy, very easy for us to constantly be pulling other things to put in our lives that are idols for a few reasons. I think firstly, idols, I think like the whole creation of idols right and and the first time I really see an act of like Israel and I'm sure that there are totally more times other nations do this but one of the first times that Israel um openly practices idol worship is when they make that golden calf and they kind of just start to worship it and at least that's one of the first if not the first time that we see that publicly displayed I really think that it is easy to put an idol in place because it's something visual. And it's it's easy to put it in something visual because it's like, well, and before I even go there, before I even go there, let me backtrack. For the people who are like, idols, what in the world? Claudia, I understand. Um, for the longest time, this whole idea, this concept, especially whenever I was little growing up, and, and especially for some of you who are just starting out with Christianity... Idols were a gold little figurine that people bowed down and prayed to, and they were like this little shrine. And then it was like, as I as my brain developed a little bit more into those middle school years, and I started to be under understanding of these concepts, I realized that there are a lot of times in the Bible where it's kind of what we call the spirit of the law instead of the letter of the law. So like, for instance, the, the letter of the law would be the exact principle the exact thing that God would say not to do. So like, don't bow down and worship other idols before me. So the the um, letter of the law, 
These are the things that the Pharisees were very concerned about whenever Jesus came onto earth. They were like, okay, but you can't heal somebody on the Sabbath. They were so concerned about the letter of the law, the actual practice, that they weren't concerned about the heart. And so then there's something else called the spirit of the law. And this is the general principles that the Bible teach regarding that subject. So that's why Jesus was concerned about the heart. He was like, yes, but these rules were put in place because they were important, but also because it's targeted at your heart. Like, I want to make sure your heart is right so that you don't even want to bow down to these idols. So then the spirit of the, uh, the spirit of this whole idea, the principle that the Bible is teaching with these whole, this whole idea of idols, while me and you may not bow down to idols, to a figurine, we know better than that because we know that's not our God. I think it is very easy for us to take something visual, to take something even that maybe seems harmless and put it as a priority in our lives and put it in a place that it doesn't need to be. And so I really want to kind of look at what the Bible says about idols. I pulled from from different verses, different places, and just kind of talk about what the Bible says about idols and how can we identify them in our life and what is the danger of them. And so the first thing, this is something I really like to do, no matter if I'm prepping for a sermon, a lesson, if I'm just like, like this is a sin I'm struggling with and I want to get better. So quick Bible study tip here. Um, It is so easy to go on the Bible app and literally just type in the word idol or type in the word, like whatever the thing is that you're struggling with. And there will be like a list of verses, maybe talking about waiting, talking about whatever it is. There will be a list of verses. Now, be careful because you don't want to read those verses out of context, but that will give you a good place to start. You might see a verse that you've never read before. You can read the chapter, figure out what it's talking about, and like that might help you. But that's kind of even where I started with this about idols is just, okay, let's let's see what the Bible says about idols. Um, and so I want to start in Exodus chapter 20. And so this is the chapter of the Bible where God is basically talking about all of the 10 commandments that we're used to. And we've heard, oh, like, don't have any other idols. But God actually says a lot about this whole idol issue more than just don't have idols. So verse one, then God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the water under earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the father on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing my loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Can we just get a little snap for the word of God? Okay. I know that was just kind of a lot and you might've tuned out during that time because I probably would have, if I was listening to a podcast and somebody read the NASB to me. But I'm just going to go through and paraphrase it. We're going to go back and look at this because sometimes the first time through, we tend to tune out. But basically, if we if we look at this before he even says, I, I find this principle so cool in the Bible, you guys. It is crazy to me. And this is another passage we'll look at in Genesis 
before God really lays down a rule, before he lays down a law, he typically opens the statement by saying, look, this is all of the abundance you have. Now here's the law. He does this in the garden in Genesis 1. If you look back, I'm not going to read it directly, but if you look back, he'll say, look at all of these trees that you have and all of them are very good. Like he opens it up by saying like, these are all of the amazing things you have out of this abundant comes a rule by which you do have to, um, this, this rule is going to help you with that abundance. Like it's, it's almost like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like that rule is going to help you manage that abundance. But like this abundance is on the line if you don't withhold this rule. But he opens up with the abundance. And like, I think so often people are like, oh, God just doesn't want us to have this, this, and this. And it really make I really want to say, okay, let's pull up those scriptures because what does he say that you have if you do, if you follow that rule? Like, what does he start out with saying? And so the very, verse two, it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And what he's saying here, I love the very first statement I'm so sorry because like I know whenever I do Bible studies, I can't even get past like the first phrase without geeking out. What does he say? I am the Lord your God. And basically, I feel like what he's saying in this is because I am the one Lord and God of your life, these other idols are not acceptable to me. I am the Lord your God. And because I'm the Lord your God, these idols don't have any other room. You see, there was a common practice back in biblical days where you would have multiple gods. Certain countries would worship multiple gods. They would worship this God for fertility and this God for good wealth and like this God for different things. And it was like almost like the um, mythology, you know, like you had the God of love, you had the God of this and like multiple gods and all these different cultures were to be worshiped. And God is going, uh, 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 I, and this is what like, y'all, I geek out. I am enough. Like, I am so powerful, you don't need to go to other things for compensation. Because me as a whole, like God as a whole is going to supply all of your needs. And what does it say in the, like, it literally says in the Bible in the New Testament, and I will supply all your needs. Like, God is not playing around here. And so then later, he's like, okay, and remember, like, I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you, I brought you out of slavery. Like, I literally did all of these things for you because I am the Lord. Whenever I am the Lord of your life, you're going to be satisfied in me. You're going to, or you have the option to be satisfied in me. And you're going to be able to be satisfied in me. And I'm going to be able to be all that you need. I'm going to be your sustenance. But because of that, he says, you shall not make for yourself an idol. And I find it interesting, make for yourself idols are typically for us idols honor us idols worship us and so i want to start real quick idols are not just a gold figurine that we bow down and worship idols are things that compete in our heart for honor respect glory and and they try to kind of be something that we serve and we worship i I was in a bible class and one thing that i really liked is is the dude was kind of talking about um, what is an idol? What makes up an idol? And one of the things that we found is in the Garden of Eden, right before Eve was tempted, what the serpent, what the serpent promised was two things. And these two things are what we find 
in every single idol. He he promised her, you won't surely die and you will be like God. And so this this dude, um, he was basically saying, his name is Andy something and I forget. He's like a really cool preacher, teacher. Um, and he was basically just talking about how idols will have these two ideas in them. Well, you won't surely die. And at first you're like, huh? Like, what do you mean? The whole idea is like, well, this sin surely isn't bad enough to really, like, lead to anything bad. Like, surely you won't die. It won't be that bad. Surely, like, this will protect me. This will comfort me. Like, yeah, I'm not going to die. <laughs> like, surely it, it's going to, um, it's going to, to give you this whole lie, this whole idea of, like, well, if I do this, I'm going to feel like I have immortality almost like I'm gonna feel like I'm on top of the world like I have this control I have this power I'm not I'm not really gonna die like the consequences that God says I'm gonna have if I do this thing I'm not really gonna have them and then the other one and I feel like this is the really big one in our culture is you will be like God you will be like God speaks to you're gonna have the control like God you're gonna have the power like God you're gonna have the resources like God and so now I want to get into the specifics, and I think some of you guys might be wrecked by these specifics simply because I've been wrecked by these specifics in preparing for this podcast. And that is, there are a few ones. The first one is, I see this one especially in high schoolers and college students, like that whole young, young range is relationships. And you're probably like, what in the world? Yes, we know it's an idol, Claudia. We get it. But no, what does it promise? Well, it promises you'll be like God. And I'm specifically thinking to the people who struggle because they want to have like multiple of these situationships going on. They want to have like a thousand Snapchat people in their phone and be snapping them constantly on a daily basis. But they don't really want to narrow down to just one. They don't, they don't really want to fall for somebody. They just want to have this constant idea of attention. Attention seekers, whenever we really, and oh man, this is hard, right? And whenever you really look at it, this, these can be some really sweet people who really just want love in their life. And that need of love is not a bad thing. But whenever you kind of go and you research why are they wanting attention? And whenever, like, I've had friends before who have, oh, so badly done that, and they just want to go from guy to guy to guy to guy, or from girl to girl to girl to girl, seeking attention, constantly being told, oh, like, oh, I like you, and then they'll just, like, reject them three days later. They'll be with them for a week, and they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And what I kind of found this common theme is they wanted to feel worshipped. They wanted to feel wanted, but it wasn't just enough to feel wanted by one person. They wanted the praise and the worship of lots of people. And this is the same idea of you will be like God. You're going to have the worship and the praise of God. And I find this for people who have the idol of just validation from people in general. You will be like God. You will have the praise and the applaud of all of these people if you just make them your idol. If you just make pleasing people your number one priority, then you're going to be like God. They're all going to worship you. They're all going to love you. And be careful with that because that's the same thing that Lucifer himself got trapped in. You know, I can do it better my own way. And then they're going to love me and they're going to see me and they're going to worship me, the creation, instead of the creator who created me. And be careful with that because here's the lie. 
and you probably know this and see this effects in your life, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be able to make everybody happy. No matter how hard you try. No matter how hard you try, the worship won't fulfill you. Being worshipped, having other people say, oh, she's so pretty or he's so pretty. And oh, like we just, we want to, or have people fighting over you. This is not going to give you the love and the satisfaction you want. In fact, you're going to get it and then you're going to be like, oh, like, I don't know. Like that, that's not really who I wanted it from. Like they don't really know me or, oh, I'm going to have to start over again. So I think that I think that these two principles are things that we can carry through and I think that there are a few reasons why idols are so jealous. Like no no no, not jealous. I was thinking of jealous cuz God says he's jealous. Um I think that idols are dangerous and this is what it talks about in this fourth verse of Exodus. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on earth. And this whole idea of stop making an idol as being something that represents something else. And I think idols are something that we go to because they're visual. And back to the relationship thing. Like, yeah, I can't see God. I can't see God or feel God give me a hug. But but I, I, oh, but I, but I can see them look at me. I can see them give me eye contact. I can see them smile at me. Oh, like I, I can't. I can't see God give me the instant gratification that I want, so I'm just going to keep looking on social media to see those numbers go up. Because I can't see God working, but I can see these numbers getting bigger. Or like, oh, I can't see God do this, but this idol that I made for myself. And and it just, like, I can't see the handiwork and the artwork of God. Oh, but I can I can put on a bunch of makeup or clothes or transform my body or lose weight or put on weight and whatever way to make me have this perfect image because if I have this perfect image then people will like me better and I think that the reasons why idols are dangerous is literally because like God has given you everything you need and so there there, there's a main point I really want to hit here and that I really want you guys to understand whenever you sacrifice a piece of God that could sustain you for something counterfeit you're losing actual satisfaction in God okay like trail with me here for a moment if God really says that he can satisfy all of our needs that in him we can truly be loved and accepted if we decide, yeah, no, we're going to like di- diversify our assets here. We're going to we're going to like give God go to him for all the power, right? But the control, I'm going to go to my own things. I'm going to go to this thing over here because I'm going to get control. Like I'm going to go to God for most of my things, but I'm going to have this idol over here of control. Then what happens? Whenever you take something into your own hands and you don't find that, whatever your idol is right now, I want you to realize that I know it's scary giving it up because it's what you can see. And giving up that control or that relationship or the social media apps or being on your phone, whatever your idol is, like there have been times in my life that my idol has literally been not wanting to go to sleep and staying awake. And whatever that idol is, because you're not finding it in Christ, the people validation, literally whatever it is. And sometimes, like I said, that was a practical example, wanting to stay awake, not go to sleep. 
that wasn't the real idol there. The real idol there was something else. Probably like control. Probably like some sort of leisure. Like I wanted to stay up and watch a movie. I wanted to stay up and do something fun. Right? Like whatever idol is that you're going to because you want to feel that hit of control or excitement or comfortability or love. Whatever idol you're worshiping, whatever idol that is especially whenever God's convicting you, you're like, Claudia, that's an idol. Then what you're giving up for that idol is something that actually satisfies you. Like, let's just go to the whole relationship idea aspect. It is okay to participate in human love. That's good. That's needed. We need human love. We need human interaction. But if your desire to be married, your desire to be loved or to be in a relationship is greater than that of God to where you'll do anything for this relationship, even sacrifice God, or it's just gotten to be so big that you're like, oh my goodness, like I'm worshiping this thing more than I'm worshiping God. Like I'm wanting that thing more than I'm worshiping God. There's something you're missing out of in God because like if you find your comfort and that person liking you back, then guess what you're not able to find your comfort in? Christ. And Christ's comfort is way better than that person's comfort, than that person's love. And again, like the spiritual love we feel from God is different from the romantic love. I'm not saying that you can't have romantic love, but I'm saying if you find all of your joy, all of your hope in somebody's romantic love, in somebody's um, presence, that you're able to give up God. Like, I think that sometimes it can be dangerous. We, you can really tell what your idols are based on what you're spending your time doing. And if you're only ever spending your time doing this one thing, but you're never spending your time talking to God, thinking about God, even what takes up your brain space, right? I think that there's a gift that you're missing from God that if you were to just say like hold up i need to i need to let this idol go and instead of being afraid that oh no i'm never going to feel love or acceptance or comfort you need to realize letting this idol go of like people pleasing i get to invite god in to fill that hole and he gets to sustain me cuz god is enough like that's what i think that's the point i'm trying to get across is god is enough god is enough to where these needs that your idols are momentarily filling but they're not even filling for the longest time that that these idols are momentarily filling like god has full capability to give you that now it might be a little bit harder because you can't see it in the moment because it's not going to make you feel like you're on top of the world because you're going to actually have to go to him and continually go to him and continually cast your cares upon him and continually say, okay, God, you are enough. And you're going to have to do it moment by moment. This isn't like a, okay, tomorrow, I'm going to pray one prayer. God, help me dethrone this idol. It's not, oh, I'm going to stop thinking about X, Y, or Z. I'm going to stop thinking about this desire I have that's an idol in my life. It's a thing of that desire pops up and you're starting to think about it way more than God. And you're like, okay, God, I give the desire to you. I'm not going to control it on my own. I give it to you. And there are so many practical things in this. But something I find very interesting is idols, especially like in biblical times, in idols, you sacrifice things to the idol. I don't think that's any different in our day to day. The things that we love, we give to. When we love God, we give our time, 
We go to church, we read our Bible, we pray, we spend time with him. When we love God, maybe we serve, we love other people, we sacrifice our time and our energy and our finances to him, right? Whenever we have an idol, and we love this idol, I think that we also sacrifice things to it. I think sometimes our sacrifices to it can be our time and our energy, but I think it can also be our joy. I think it can be our thought process. I think sometimes we we even sacrifice, like, for instance, hold on. I was about to say sleep. I think that, like, there have been times I've been trying to work through this idol of, like, being on my phone. Like, the addictiveness of my phone, I think we can all relate to. It's really easy to get on your phone. But there have been times that, the idol in the moment, and I think that there are like momentary idols that we can struggle with for maybe like a little bit, and then there are idols that we will fight for like months, years of our lives of just like we really have to work on it. But like especially with your phone, it's something that you sacrifice so much time to. But it's also, I started to realize, oh my goodness, like I was sacrificing sleep to stay up so that I could be on my phone for a few more minutes. So that I could keep scrolling endlessly. Like, I was sacrificing good time of working hours so that I could just scroll and lose track of time. And I think that what you'll find is the thing that you worship, the thing that is number one in your life, that is what you're sacrificing the most to. And so, like, for instance, not all relationships are idols, but if you're in a dating relationship, one thing you're going to sacrifice is time to spend with that person. That's a healthy thing. But if you're finding that all you ever have time to do is spend time with that one person, like constantly, and it's not just spend time, it's like you're thinking about them when you're not with them. Like there have been, oh my goodness, like people have crushes and it's like the first thing that they do when they wake up is think about them. The first thing that they go to sleep, they they think about them. Like, or whether it's that new job, whether that's I, it can be simple little things and it can be other big things but I think whenever you start to realize oh my goodness I've been thinking about this so much constantly obsessing over it this is not okay like I'm giving more thought process to this than I was to God I came to a really hard realization for myself the other day and I'll share it with you guys because I think so often I'm not the only one who does this but it's so great and there are a lot of well-meaning people who talk about like future spouses and Pray for your future spouse. Write letters to your future husband. I think that's good. The issue is whenever it borderlines worship. The issue is whenever you want that thing so bad that whenever you go to God in prayer, you're not actually praying to God. You're you're worshiping this idol through praying to him. And what I mean by that, because I know that's really confusing, Worship is like whenever your heart is faced towards that thing, you're giving praise, you're giving honor, you're thinking, you're contemplating about that thing. Like that's that's worshiping God in prayer or it's coming to God in a request and it's saying, God, I ask for this, right? So I think that there are times that we can pray to God about those desires and that's good. But I, I know that for me, there have been times I've crossed this line of like, huh. I just want a future spouse so bad. So I'm just going to spend time meditating and thinking about this thing to God. And it's like the sixth time I, I've done it that day. Like, my, like I've done it so much. And I'm just like, okay, God, I'm just going to pray to you again. There have been times in my life where, like, there have been days when the only time I talked to him was about that thing. Or I opened the prayer with, hey, God, thanks, you're so good, just to talk about that thing. And I think at those points, that thing is consuming you so 
much. I'm not even joking. There have been times I have fasted from praying about my future spouse because I realized I was like, whoa, I'm doing this weight. Like, it is one thing to have the well-meaning thing. It's another thing, whatever. I'm literally praying to God just to daydream about it, just to tell him a list of things I want. And at that point, my praise for him is conditional on the fact that he fulfills it. Asking God a request is fine whenever you're sacrificing it to him and you're putting it on the line and you're saying, whatever you do with this thing, okay, I praise you anyway in the midst, but I'm sacrificing, I'm giving this thing to you. And that is the thing about God is that whenever you worship God, what you sacrifice to him is all the other idols that you have in your life. Whenever you worship God, there cannot be another one because the sacrifice for loving and worshiping and praising God is you don't you don't get to worship anything else. There's only space for one. Because he is a jealous God. He doesn't want to compete. I think that a lot of us have had a, an experience or have witnessed an experience of really loving somebody whether it's a friend, whether it's a relationship and feeling like you had to compete for their love with somebody else. Like, oh my goodness, I really love this friend. But then now there's a third friend in the picture and it's really weird because I, I don't want that her, her to choose over me and this other person. But I, I just feel like that, like, she's spending more time with that other person than me. Like, we can all identify with that hurt. We can all identify with this whole idea of feeling like second place. Like, one day this person likes me more than the other person. The other day this person likes them more than me. And, and I think that, like, put yourself in God's shoes for a minute. Like, if... He has all the love that we would really need. If he has all of the comfort that we would need, all of the everything that we would need, and we're going to our phones for the comfort, for the distraction, like we feel sad and we're going to our phones to be comforted, to take our mind off of it, instead of Christ for comfort. Constantly. Or like, we're we're struggling with something else. We're... We're struggling with, uh, I mean, the phone issue is like another thing. It's like we're struggling in our purpose in life. And so instead of going to God and being like, oh, this is really hard and I feel this pain and like I'm struggling with this, God, I'm coming to you. We'll be like, okay, no, but maybe if I just like keep working really hard at this, maybe if I just those numbers just skyrocket a little bit more. Maybe if, like, whatever the thing is, I I just think how sad it is for God when he's poured out everything on us. And a lot of times I think idols are used because we want to run away from pain. And I think God is saying, I, I want you to... I want you to to feel the pain but with me because then if you feel the pain and you bring it to me and you sacrifice it to me, it doesn't mean it won't hurt. It doesn't mean that it won't make you a little bit sad, but it means that in that sadness, I will meet you and you will realize and have true peace because I can actually fix it. All of the other things are honestly just distractions from the problem, but God actually fixes the problem because he says, no, no, but when you sacrifice me, I'm actually capable like, when you sacrifice this thing to me, I'm actually capable to do something with it. But don't, and it, it used to really, like, confuse me. Like, God is jealous, huh? No. Yes, of course he is. Of course he wants our love. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to, to be like, oh my goodness, I love Jesus, but, and Carl, and Silas, and Jackson, and Robert. 
and Luke and Noah and all my other people on Snapchat. Like, I love God, but they're giving me my fix for love. Because whenever they're giving you your fix for love and they're being your idol and God's not being your idol, God's not being your, which God is an idol, God's not being the Lord of your life then you can't even accept that love from him and you can't give him the love he deserves. But I think so often we have this pick and choose mindset. We have this entitlement mindset of like, yeah, but God God should give us everything we want now or we should go for something else. But God is actually being a gracious God to extend his love towards us in the first place. And like we, we don't even deserve to have his love, but it's so great and it's so, it's so fulfilling. And so if you have an idol that you feel like needs to be dethroned, I encourage you to do a few things. One, pray. Pray, ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of those idols um, and pray that he will help you beat it. Two, find that accountability partner. Voice it. Like I said, the idol that I had to realize recently was just like, sometimes it was this future spouse idea, whatever. And I, what did I do? I went to a friend. I was like, oh my goodness. I think I need to stop talking about this stuff as much because that was what I'm doing. And, and whenever I stopped, I felt so much better. Like, and, and I guarantee you radical obedience. That's my, my third thing, find accountability and then follow the Holy Spirit's radical obedience. Maybe he says, I don't want you on your phone for the next week. Leave your phone at home or turn it off and have it with you for emergencies. But Maybe it's a radical obedience step that'll actually help you dethrone the idol. I think that's where fasting comes in is just to continually put yourself in check. So I would say pray about it, ask the Holy Spirit to convict you, help him to help, ask him to help you fight it, ask for an accountability partner, get real with a friend, bring it into the light. And three, follow those steps of radical obedience. Because I think that those things are really going to help you dethrone this idol. And my final thing is continually cast them on to the Lord. Cast those troubles, cast those pain moment by moment. It's not going to be one whenever you say, okay, this week I've decided this isn't an idol. It's going to be a small change over time. Consistently, you're going to have to continually say, no, no, I'm not going to do this because I'm doing this for that. Right? Even the people validation thing that I talk about, like so often I see girls who sacrifice their happiness and their bodies because they want people to like them. I'm not saying all eating disorders are this way, but I've seen people in the past get an eating disorder because they want people to like them because they don't feel accepted in their bodies. And that was their sacrifice to the idol. And I hate it. And I hate the sacrifices that idols make us give them because they promise something, but they don't fully fulfill it. And so I just challenge you, look at the devastating effects that this idol has already had in your life. God just wants you to sacrifice all the other idols to him. Sacrifice all the desires, all the wants. And find him to be your true, your true satisfaction. Because I believe he wants to enter in. I really hope that this uh, podcast touched somebody, spoke to somebody as I know it did me. Um, and I'm in this with you. I, I don't have all of these things figured out. There are idols I continually have to debunk and and take down in my life because I won't even realize I have one. And then I'll be like, oh my word, like I've been doing this because of this and I need to stop. So I feel your pain. I feel you. Um, and I have enjoyed this chat. I really hope that today made your Tuesday just a little bit better and Merry Christmas. 
so fun. Christmas is around the corner. I have just a few more days of school left. Some of you guys are probably done, as you should be. Um, but I enjoyed this episode of the No Headers Club podcast with you. Um, rate this podcast, follow me on Apple or Spotify. Y'all, that literally helps the podcast so much. And it means the world to me to see and hear your kind words, especially if you rate the podcast and leave a review. Man, I would just absolutely love to read those. That would be so encouraging. I love you guys the most. And I'll see you next week on the No Haters Club podcast. Bye. So catch me if I fall